Butterfly Blessings, the podcast, where we share life experiences and heavenly inspirations. This is Coach Marsha Garner Collins, Certified Christian Life Coach, and I thank you so much for joining me today. So today, our topic is, don't let anybody else tell your story. So, what is a story? So, per Merriam-Webster's dictionary, a story is defined as an account or events. It can be something that's factual or fictitious. You know, we hear stories all the time. Stories are something that we hear on the news. We hear um, biblical stories. We hear gossip. Um, We hear stories all around us. But the type of story that I'm speaking of is our personal testimony. So are you comfortable telling your story? You know, I haven't been comfortable at all telling my story. So this is like an experience for me, even doing this podcast, you know, sharing my testimony. So why? Why, Coach Marsha? I'm glad you asked. So sometimes, for me, myself, and maybe even you, you know, we may not feel comfortable sharing our testimony because it may be something that we're scared to share. We may feel ashamed to talk about, you know, our past or what has went on in our life. You know, it may have something to do with our upbringing. You know, sometimes we're raised in home environments where, you know, what stays, what happens in your house stays in your house. You don't tell your personal business. Those are the kind of things that you hear. Sometimes you hear people talk about keeping family secrets. And of course, a lot of times, you know, you have this persona that you carry on and you're afraid of what people may think about you or your freedom what people might say about you you know if they knew certain things I've come to learn that when you say yes learn how to be okay with being uncomfortable you have to have the willpower and be open to just opening up your heart You know, God gives us gifts. Your gift is not given to you for you. I want to repeat that. Your gift is not given to you for you. You know, we're called to walk with God. And in order for us to transform, encourage, inspire, to heal, you know, in this world, a lot of times we must be transparent about some things. You know, besides, if you don't tell your story, somebody else will. And let me share just a little bit with you of my story. You know, <laughs> it's no secret that, you know, I've shared before, you know, that I, you know, was a young mother. I had both my um, daughters at a fairly young age. I was 22 
when I had my second daughter. Both of my daughters, I wasn't married, so they were born out of wedlock. You know, and I did actually um, end up marrying my second daughter's father. Mm-hmm. You know, fun guy, you know, nice on the eyes. You know, but, you know, I can say kind of live that rugged, thug life. And it was kind of a garden tool. Um, I dealt with things like him being in and out of trouble, incarceration, the infidelity. You know, it wasn't the best, you know, of a relationship. I can honestly say that now. You know, I had these... I guess I'll say limiting, um, self-limiting ideals about myself. I had like self-esteem issues about myself and things that I about myself. And a lot of those things stem from some childhood issues, you know, and I had my own ideals about, you know, marriage and relationships and what I thought that they should be, you know, the ideal about, you know, marriage, the white picket fence, you know, till death do us part. And let me tell you, I am all for marriage. You know, um, I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll never tell anyone to ever, you know, leave their marriage or divorce. But, you know, I will say that God, God is a God of love. He does not want his people hurt. He does not want his people mistreated. God has planned for our life, you know, and when we look to God, God will guide us in any situation, any relationship, we just have to continue to seek him. Now, I have to say, you have to forgive me, I'm shifting back and forth because I'm standing a little bit here, and I had the knee surgery, not long ago, but, um, you know, as I was saying, you know, God has a plan for our life, you know, he'll guide us. And, you know, I was very supportive of, you know, my husband, um, you know, but as a mother, you know, I'm a mother of, like I said, two girls, you know, and I was, you know, rolling with God and trying to live right and have my life right and, you know, be in the church. And at the time, he he wasn't, um, you know, and I stuck it out, you know, for our family and you know and try to you know work things out but you know (laughs) there's these things that they talk about called rose colored glasses you know and by rose colored glasses it kind of means that you know basically you're trying to see a situation as better than it is you know and a lot of times I felt stagnant and I felt alone in my relationship in my marriage you know he was a smart very bright very bright guy he had a lot of potential but he just he made a lot of bad choices and that kept him in being a repeat offender that kept him being in and out of being incarcerated in and out of the system and you know it came to a where there was a time that, you know, I ended up finally, you know, deciding that um, considering divorce may be the best thing for the relationship, you know, and, and on top of that, I came to a point where there was just a 
whirlwind of things going on in my life. You know, my grandmother became ill and um, she ended up passing away. Um, I lost my job. I was dealing with a whole lot of things on that job, not necessarily due to any fault of my own other than friendship. You know, I had um, someone that I was dealing with that I actually had promoted that was kind of creating some chaos and kind of backstabbing and, you know, and um, it was just a hurtful situation, you know, on that job. And, um, you know, and due to my finances and losing my job, you know, I had to give up my place to live and I had to give up And, you know, I worked on finding a job locally and, um, you know, my husband, of course, got locked up again. Um, I had interviewed locally and I interviewed out of state. And there was one particular job that I was interested in locally that I had three interviews for. And I actually had a friend that was a manager there that um, he referred me for this position. And during the time I had interviewed in um, also Tennessee and also um, Florida for jobs. And I ended up deciding to take a position in Florida because the job that I wanted in Alabama was taking so long to make a decision and I had had three interviews. And so actually the very day that I was packed up, driving to Florida and had to leave my daughters, which my baby was a senior in high school, um, the position that I was waiting for called me to offer me the position. I was already up the road, had my apartment, had already accepted the job, and I turned it down because I didn't get from God that that was in His plans for me. Um, and all of these things that I just named off to you all happened in less than one year. I mean, actually, all happened like within like months. It happened in less than one year, you know. And that was a lot, <laughs> even with me telling you that. But um, you know, like I said, the topic today is don't let anyone else tell your story, right? So let me tell you the version um, that I you know, have heard that kind of assassinated me or assassinated, can assassinate your character and kind of make me feel like a shame because I was telling you, that's like some of the reasons why people don't want to tell their stories because you're embarrassed or you're ashamed. You know, it's like, did you hear about Marsha? You know, her husband, you know, he was running, you know, up and down the street with all these women, you know, and he even has an apartment, had an apartment with one, and, you know, the girl was driving his car, and she's running around fighting these women, and jumping on them, and, you know, and, you know, he took her for all this money, and, you know, she got put out of her place, and she lost everything, and she's even having to live with her mama, and don't you know she's still paying for, you know, him, his attorney, and trying to get him out, 
know, worthless or you're not too smart, you know, and some of those things, yeah, some of those things, I did go through, some of them I did do, but, you know, um, I can say I was a wife, I was in the institution of marriage, I love my husband, and I did things that a wife was supposed to do, you know, I might have tapped a few females here or there, I don't condone that, but what I can say that I did do, I supported my husband in his business endeavors, you know, that's what a wife's supposed to do, I took care of the home, I took care of our children, you know, those are things that we're supposed to do. Now, I'm going to say, ladies, don't ever get wrapped up and put your eggs all in one basket. You know, make sure that God is always ahead of your life and that he is in control. Give all these situations to him because sometimes you can get in unnecessary situations and get in trouble for some things I tap people. But um, you know, I've dealt with many things. I dealt with tears, I dealt with hurt that was, you know, a hurtful it was a hurtful relationship. Um, I went through a lot. Um and I never thought in a you know, a million years that I'd be somebody that would go through the things I went through or go through divorce. But you know, I can say also, I never thought that I would be someone that would be transparent like this. And can say that the Bible tells us that we should always be prepared to answer about our hope and faith in Christ to anybody who asks, right? So Regardless, all the things that I went through and the time that I went through, you know, losing my place, you know, was my husband and the things that went on in our marriage, you know, losing a loved one, you know, losing possessions. God is a God who restores. He loves us despite our circumstances. And I can say regardless of any times or anything that I've been through in my life, he has always restored me a hundred times better than before, you know? And as we go through our journeys toward our purpose in life, I mean, we have to realize that our life is a gift. You know, sharing our personal testimony It encourages others. It gives hope. It provides comfort to others. It removes fear. It helps others to relate as we share our stories and testimony. It helps to heal us as we share. You know, so I really do hope that our topic today don't let anybody else tell your story helpful for you. And I hope that it 
makes it a little bit easier for you when you share your story or share your testimony with somebody else. So I'm going to come to a close of our topic for today. And I'm so excited that you you joined me. And I hope you please like, share, and subscribe to Butterfly Blessings, the podcast. And remember that as a butterfly, you are given wings. So spread your wings and fly. And please share. And I'll see you next time. Have a blessed day. Goodbye. Good morning. This is Coach Marsha Garner Collins with Butterfly Blessings, the podcast where we discuss life experiences and talk about heavenly inspirations. Thank you so much for joining me today. So, today our topic is developing a heart of gratitude. So, when you wake up in the morning, You may wake up to hearing the birds chirping, you know, the rise of the sun shining through your window, or even the sound of your alarm clock. If you're um, scheduled to be somewhere like myself, I'm a night shift worker. So a lot of times that's what I hear. So, but whatever it is that wakes you up, what are your first thoughts upon rising? Do you have thoughts of, like me, (laughs) Uh, I want to go back to sleep. I can't believe that it's time for this alarm clock, that it just went off because I just went to sleep. A lot of times those are my thoughts. So seriously, sometimes our subconscious thoughts surface Maybe the course of our previous days, events were not so great. Uh, Sometimes when we're going through, you know, we have to dig deep, real deep. But a heart of gratitude is a choice. So what exactly is gratitude? Gratitude is defined as a state of being grateful. And grateful is basically defined as being appreciative of benefits received. You know, many times I wake up to say a song in my head. And I'm I'm pretty much a lyrical person when it comes to music. I listen to know the words of the song. And that has been really music has been one of the ways that I communicate or that God communicates with me rather. You know, the Bible tells us that we get God's mercies new every morning. 
You know, have you had days where you feel like you can just barely make it through, you know, you know, there's been some times or days where I felt discouraged, broken, or just felt like I was barely making it to the point that it can be difficult to see hope or joy. And at times like those, sometimes you may have experienced, or I know I have experienced, like you don't feel God's presence or you don't see as much light. You know, you may have, you may have had these struggles as well. It could be so many things going on, like a death of a family member, a close friend, somebody in your family or somebody close to you that's in very poor health. You know, maybe you've just been so busy with work, <laughs> your schedules, especially if, you, you know, you have children or actually you are children, um, that you're having to keep up with all these appointments and schedules and things that are going on during the course of your week. And just like I said, youth, maybe, maybe you're a youth. And you're dealing with deadlines for school, your chores, you know, trying to have a social life. You may be involved in sporting activities or cheerleading or, you know, you may even have a job. Now, all those things in itself can cause anxiety, (laughs) stress, and just feeling overwhelmed and exhausted. But question, where does God fit in? in all those schedules and appointments. Do you have time to pencil him into your schedule? Or do you feel like you have so many appointments and to-do lists that you're just so busy that you find it difficult to even find the time? Or you just don't think about it? You know, I'm all for scheduling and organization, and I actually need a little bit more of that organization in my life a lot of times to find that work-life balance, as they call it. But, you know, if we're not showing up for God, maybe that's why we feel that there's maybe a void in our life and that God is not always showing up or present when we feel that there is a need. So, what things can we do to work on that? You know, prayer is is a big thing. A lot of times for me, I work on before my feet hit the floor, I talk to God. But I'm going to tell you one thing about that. You want to be alert. You want to be alert during the time that you're praying. Because I told you I'm a night shift worker. And I don't sleep very well. But I'm going to tell you just honestly, sometimes I pray myself back to sleep. Um, So be alert um, when you're you're talking to God and being, being an active part of the conversation. You want to also read 
the word of God, read the Bible, you know, and if you don't have a Bible, the, today is so easily available. There's so many phone apps and computer apps where you can access the Bible at any time. You can access, you know, lesson plans and all kind of different things um, on, on apps. You know, but a lot of times I like the actual book a lot better because when I started studying and trying to get to know him more, it's like the more I want to know. You know, when we show up more for God, he shows up more for us. You know, and I actually a lot of times even listen to my audible Bible while I'm sleeping. So we said prayer, reading your Bible. And in prayer, thank him. Thank him just because, you know, praise and worship. Praise and worship. You don't have to be in church just to praise and worship. You know, a lot of times, you know, we'll listen to our music or, you know, gospel music, different programs and motivational things. And that's cool. That's that's all good. But a lot of times I feel that praise with worship, it requires a response. So with me, <laughs> my grandkids always, they, they'll say, I listen, I like to listen. I love all kind of music and God communicates with me through music. So it's not always, um, gospel music it can be secular music because a lot of things is the message and knowing the lyrics or reading the lyrics a lot of times give you the message that's why I say I'm a lyrical person but with my music I love all kind of music like I was about to say my grandkids say I listen to my car Jesus music because I listen to um all kind of artists and even you know uh, gospel hip-hop and you know it's always a message in the song, you know, and talk, talk to God. It That's what prayer is, talking to God, talking to him about, you know, things that are sometimes we think are small things. Sometimes we think um, are things that are don't make any sense. You know, he's a loving father. And with me, I know he gets me and he, God has a great sense of humor and he matches who you are. He created us. So he knows who we are. He knows how we are. We, he knows all our secrets that we think any, that nobody knows, you know, <laughs> and I always have a story to tell. So just in just talking to God and it's a relationship you know you're to fellowship with 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 God you're supposed to fellowship with Jesus knowing the son is knowing the father and vice versa but I was out on my patio and I was talking to God about lizards yeah lizards so I hadn't really been too fond of lizards 
um, because where I'm originally from, we don't have lizards like the lizards I'm used to in Florida. It's like they're, you know, they come in your house and just little bitty things. A lot of times they're not that big. They're babies. But um, so I felt like I was afraid of lizards. So sad story. Yeah, I, a couple of lizards did make it back out of my house um, because I was afraid. But God talked to me about killing his lizards and was explaining to me the purpose of them and what they're good for. So, you know, I of course I had my defense. You know, I think I'm scared of lizards. You know, they came into the house and they don't pay rent. You know, all that kind of good stuff. But I agreed and came to the knowledge that I'm, I'm maybe not as afraid of lizards as I think I am as far as being afraid of lizards, especially if they're not big lizards. So I agree that I wouldn't kill any more lizards and I have not, that I would put on a glove and I would take the lizard outside and I would release them. And I have done that. I even caught a lizard while I was visiting with my friend um, in Jamaica at her home and that lizard was actually bigger than the little lizards that I've been fretting over here in, in the United States. And um, so, you know, I'm just going to say, you know, that and add to that is God is very real. And like I said, it's relationship, you know, uh, just like any other relationship. He wants us to fellowship with him. He wants us to abide in Jesus. He wants us to walk with him. He wants us to obey and commend his commandments. He wants us to talk to him about the things that are bothering us. Yes, he knows all. But having a relationship, just like if you're having one with an earthly parent, it is no different. And one other thing that I'm going to say about that, that I also have been you know, cautious of is because, you know, I'm blessed to have really great medical professionals that I work with. And I say medical professionals because I say physicians and therapists because you can't always walk in. Well, really, you can't, especially psychiatry, mental health. You cannot walk in and say, oh, yeah, I've been talking to God and God told me this is that with some professionals. There's different beliefs, there's different religions and all kind of things like that. And it's like it would be considered as hallucinations or something not being right. I'll just say that way. But God is very real and we worship God in the spirit and in truth. And, you know, I'm, I love the Lord. I'm not, you know, I'm not ashamed, you know, but fellowship is important, you know, like I said, God commands a relationship with us and not only with us, you know, we should not only have just a relationship with him and Jesus, he calls us to love others, to love our um, fellow believers. You know, and my, my relationship has grown um, in my walk with God. And like I said, you have to believe in the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit has been a strong comforter, guide, and support for me. You know, I wake up in the morning with a heart of gratitude. 
you know, and there is, I feel more confidence in handling things that may come my way a lot of times, you know, because I know that Jesus walks with me. You know, I know that God has given us promises. It is never wasn't a promise made that we won't struggle in life when we follow Jesus, but he's made us promises of joy in a life if we follow and we are obedient and we confess, you know, our sins and confess in Jesus. And as far as gratitude, share your gratitude with others. Talk to them about your blessings and your hopes. You know, that is your testimony and it can help others. You know, as I was saying earlier about music, you know, music has just been really powerful. Music in itself is powerful because it has the ability um, to heal, to transform. And a lot of times it evokes emotions and it can help so many people. So in your everyday life, have gratitude. Find things to be grateful for. Practice gratefulness. Because like I said, it is a choice. It really is a choice. Something that I think that you can find gratitude in your everyday in things that you normally wouldn't look at. Because most of the time, because gratitude is basically like thankfulness, thanksgiving. You know, and we're always saying we're grateful for our family. We're grateful for our friends. We're grateful for our health. But a lot of times I'm just, I'm driving. And, and in my day, and you can do this with your kids, grandkids, or whoever. On your drive, if you got a little drive, find things. And do this as an activity. Find things that you are grateful for on your drive. Hey, my work, my work drive is usually 25, 30 minutes. Usually my uh, drive to different appointments, you know, anywhere between, you know, 10 minutes and 30 minutes. I see so many beautiful things in nature. If you look and you pay attention or if you go on a walk in nature, you can find so many beautiful things that God has blessed us with to be grateful for. And during that time also is a lot of times when I do my my praise and my worship, because like I said, I listen to gospel music, but a lot of times with me, it evokes emotions. It, you know, it, it takes me to a different plane with God. And many times there's, I know that there's people that, you know, we may have to just continue to pray for, you know, pray for those that continue to wake up, you know, with the fears, the worries and the anxieties and be a support and blessing to them and others. Because a lot of times, like I said, our gift is to help others, to bless others, you know, so I challenge you to take note Take note of a lot of your thoughts when you wake up in the morning. Do that over maybe the next week or so. And be more intentional about gratitude and 
your relationship with the Father. You know, in our busy, hectic schedules, a lot of times we lose that. We forget to do the most important thing. Make time for the Lord. And it's nothing wrong with putting it on your agenda. Honestly. And the more that you the more that you do it, the more that it becomes natural. Because and I say that because it's something that I had to do. You know, I start off my day. There's some days, you know, going to the bathroom is the first thing that's on my mind because it's almost an urgent thing or jumping up and getting ready for work. And I have to stop and say, oh, Lord, I, I, I forgot. I, you know, I apologize, you know, and I take that time out and stop and pause and say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for waking me up. Thank you for allowing me to see another day. And so I do challenge you to be mindful of your thoughts. And I do hope that you have enjoyed our topic today. Developing a Heart of Gratitude. This is Coach Marsha Garner Collins with Butterfly Blessings, a podcast. Thanks for joining me today. And I would love to get your feedback. So you can always email me at butterfly, the word, blessings, and blessings is spelled B-L-E-S-S-O-N-S at gmail.com. So tell us what you think about this episode, you know, and you can find other episodes of our podcast on Anchor and Spotify. So please like, subscribe, and share. And I do hope that you have an amazing day. Be blessed.